Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. And we're here on Monday night, as we always are, once again to talk about the only true impenetrable asset protection program, the only one around. If you live in any of the countries in the Western Hemisphere, if you live in any of the American, uh, South American, Mid-American countries, we can protect you, okay? If you don't, uh, if you live in the Asian countries, (laughs) not going there right now, or the Far East or whatever. Not Asian so much, Far East. But anyway, my friends, we're here once again to talk about it. And the topics for tonight's call are the IRS, excuse me, the STS, basics okay what what makes the the sts program how do you what do you have to do to protect every nickel's worth of your assets first of all the sts program is set up for one purpose to eliminate ownership from your name as it says in the rockefeller file and the rockefellers among rockefellers are in my opinion the richest most powerful nation there is But anything you own in your name, if somebody has anything at all against you, either a a creditor, a private suit, uh, a bit from a business failure or a professional failure, anything at all against you, and they get a a judgment uh, against you as the defendant, they can take everything you've got depending on the size of the judgment. We even had a client this last week from Canada that uh, told me that they emptied her uh, their bank account to the tune of almost twice the amount they, that they owed the CRA. Guys, once they get their hands on you, if you give them the slightest, what do they say, a mouse can, can get through a quarter-inch uh, crack in the wall or something, if you give the CRA or the IRS the, the, the least amount of space, they're going to grab you. And then you're going to have to fight like crazy to get your money back, get your assets back, whatever it might be. Get liens taken off your property. They can put, IRS can put liens on your property in a heartbeat, in an instant. And you don't know what's coming. You haven't, uh, you, you haven't even tried to protect yourself if you're still owning your assets, okay? This is a part of today's society. Anybody that, that doesn't help their mom and dad, that doesn't help, by, by making them aware of it, help, or even if even if they're not able to, but maybe there's a lot of senior citizens citizens that don't uh, they're not working anymore. They haven't for years, and they they've developed a lot of assets, guys. And these are ones that the the attorneys and the governments and the creditors and the and the uh, uh, tax authorities go after. The heck with the money. If they can't get that, they'll take all their assets. Hundreds and hundreds of cases I've read about that where the the senior citizens have got citizens have got chewed, chewed up and spit out by the 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 the, the sources the sources that be. Okay, I don't know. I'm getting a little tongue tied here tonight. 
But anyway, guys, even if you have to help your parents to start a program, don't let them lose everything right in the end. I'm sure there's there's uh, assets in with their assets that you remember from your childhood or this and that from from uh, their weddings and anniversaries. Don't let them take that stuff. Help them start a program for crying out loud. And um, but also your brothers and sisters, let them know about it. And and your your cousins, your associates at work. A lot of people have a nice house with with um, with um, in U.S. or Canada. Now it's quite different the way we protect them, but we can protect them. You've got to do the grunt work, but we can protect them. And it's much different in the U.S. It's much simpler in the U.S. because we've got legal title and we've got equitable title. Legal title is is the name of the person that that owns the item or the the property, and equitable title is the name of the person that, that owns all of the equity. Equity in the, in the U.S. is defined as intangible personal property. Anything defined as, as personal property in the U.S. is protected by the Fourth Amendment, uh, unlegal search and seizure. And, be, and they're both defined, even though because equity is defined as personal property, you can protect it the same way you protect your television, your furniture, your business. You can protect it by giving up ownership in a private contract. Okay, just the way the Rockefellers do it, just the way the Kennedys, the DuPonts, the Morgans, the Carnegies, just the way they all do it. So, so if you're if you're going to start an STS program, its number one purpose is to take ownership out of your name and put it legally, lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably into the name of Trust One, of the, tr- the name you pick for your Trust One. Okay, that, that's the purpose. That's exactly what the super wealthy do. So when people tell me all this, this one world uh, government and everything, first of all, I think we're quite a ways away from that. We can't get three different countries next to each other to agree to anything. The euro has collapsed. Um, I've always had my doubts about that, but do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. It says it right in the Bible. You know, the Bible has never been wrong on one prediction. Is that right? Prediction just didn't sound right. It's never been wrong once, okay? And so it says it's going to happen, but it, it, uh, and it says a lot of other things that are still going to happen, Okay. But then just prepare yourself uh, as good as you can until that time, you know. And even at that time, there's still going to be a lot of people that that uh, are outside the limits of this one-world government and currency and all this. Do I again? Do I think it's going to happen? Yes, I do eventually. But I don't think this is the uh, this is the time for it yet. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just giving you my reasons for thinking that way because of the, the, as soon as the euro was put together, I said this is ridiculous, and it's it's collapsing to an extent. But number one, I always hear people tell me, well, Mike, the uh, U.S. dollar is collapsing. That's it. It's gone. Hello. Well, that's the one currency right now. These people, the Rockefellers, Kennedys, Dupe, the, the, the uh, International Monetary Fund, all these different things, guys. Um, I don't know where some people get all their information. I read some of these things, but I don't see any validation. you know. And uh, that's what I ask. That's what I look for. I'm just uh, Glenn Beck made me a believer in that. Um, that don't believe it because I say it, but look at um, look at what's going on. Um, prophecy. You're right. I knew prediction wasn't right. Thank you, thank you, Hildy. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, goodness. Uh, anyway, um, conversely, help your children get the trust. Absolutely. Uh, I've had clients ask me, should should my kids have a trust? And, and I say, hey, you know what? That's that's They're young. They don't know. They haven't fought the battles of life yet that many of us on this call have, okay? And um, uh, anyway, the... Um, uh, I haven't. I, they haven't made any major decisions in their life. They haven't went through a lot of bad. Sure, they had maybe went through some rough times, but but you know as well as I do that that man. They there's some really tougher times than any of them because they've had their parents to help them and guide them and direct them. And not that that's always right either. But and I'll get to your questions on the computer in a little bit as soon as I finish the talking point here. Okay. So anyway, yes. By all means, we have a lot of people that have put their parents in, some have helped, or put their kids in, some have helped them start their program on a loan basis. You don't need to give it to them. They're crying out loud. They're going to have to learn sooner or later to, and many, most kids do. They, 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 um, they pay for what they, what they want and what they've got. I'm not a believer in student loans at all, only because I grew up when we worked for what we wanted. And um, uh, not only that, every time the, the, Rates for the student loans go up. The, the, the colleges raise their um, raise their costs. They've got so many professors making well over two hundred thousand dollars a year, and even that one that was a great poet supposedly I don't, I don't remember her name, but um, uh, they found her office in, in two of the cl- uh, um, two of the colleges that her name was on, and she was getting over a hundred thousand dollars from each one of them. She was in on about five or six of them. Um, was it was nothing but a broom closet, you know? They just Put her name on that broom closet. So, yeah, anyway, guys, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world, but there's only one way. There is only one way to protect what you've got right now, or what you expect to have in the future. If any of you have currency or any other investments that of which, uh, when they do, um, when they do RV or when they do fund. Um, if you're not in the STS program, you're still a citizen. That money or that whatever it was you got, uh, that's still owned by you as a citizen. And, and there's already been a couple um, programs that the people have told me, Mike, everybody that has called me to see why my funds weren't frozen. And I told them I had an STS program, which I had told them prior to the funding. And um, they're all crying the blues now because their funds are, have been frozen. And as I said, I've got funds that are frozen uh, for the last um, um, six years now. And um, so anyway, it's... Uh, um, anyway, I'm going to go on here for a minute, although I think I've lost my... Maybe I don't. Maybe I didn't. Um, let's see. Yes, I did. I lost my screen here. So anyway, um, I'm going to keep going with this here as the topic, uh, STS um, basics. So here's a couple questions on that that I want to answer that people have sent me on the basics of the STS program. Does the trust have two trustees? You can have as many trustees as you want. You can have at least one. I am always, or Master's Protection Group, excuse me, trust services is always a trustee on every trust that goes out of which I'm a non-voting trust trustee okay so there will actually always be if it's if you're single it's just you and me as trustees if you've got a spouse it's uh, 
you, me, and your spouse as trustees. I am non-voting. You guys have complete control of your program. If it's only you, though, and you want to appoint somebody else as a trustee, a friend, I wouldn't do a friend, um, especially if your trust has value to it. Uh, you have brothers and sisters, mom and dad, cousin that you're close with, anything. You can add any trustee you want. The creators don't have to be the trustees, but I would recommend, strongly recommend, that you or you and your spouse are always the first two trustees. We've got a section in the trust for successor trustees. You'd list them, and if something happens to one or both of you, these people will be will be appointed um, active trustees in the order of which they're written. Uh, in what state is the trust to be written? This trust is not a, written in a state. The trust is written. It's a federal document. It is a private contract. It's not even a trust, really. The, the trust, the STS trust, which is, is best known as a pure contract trust or a contract trust or a constitutional trust, these are all, in Schumann-Heinck versus Folsom, the judge said that this is a pure trust is a contract in trust form. Okay, so it's not a real trust, so it's not linked to any state. Um, it's, it's domiciled out of Indiana, meaning that's where it's created. However, because of the way it's put together, We've got all five components that make it a pure contract trust. People have heard about that before. There's not one you've heard of that's a true pure contract trust except for ours. One of the private attorneys I know, uh, I had him look over all my documents before we ever went, um, before we went, ever went out to the public. And he said, you amaze me. I knew you were good at research, but not that. I know you were that good. You thought you're the only one we've ever seen that calls itself a pure trust that has all five components other than ours. Um, okay, uh, uh, how long have you been preparing these trusts? I started my research in 1995, and actually it took about 12 years to get everything um, set to where I felt confident I had all the... First of all, I didn't create this document. I only uncovered what the super wealthy use. And then and I had him look at my documents, and he said, perfect. Same as, that's all he does. He's got, he's got uh, seven clients, and he makes eight figures a year. You do the math. And he's the best, considered the best at what he does in the United States. And he, uh, and Canada now, too. Now that we're involved in Canada, I have him help me with some answers sometimes. So anyway, um, it's been over 20 years, 21 years now. Um, how long have you been preparing these trusts? That's how long. Have you, have you, have any of your clients been audited by the IRS? Sure they have. Not, not audited per se. They've been sent, um, they've been sent money, uh, sent letters because maybe they're behind or something. But Bill Tully, who is, there's no better tax person in the U.S., um, He's been he's had his program for 14 years. He's been doing a lot of the trust uh, the STS clients for for uh, almost that long, and uh, he's never been questioned once. The IRS knows what this is, my friend. Uh, IRS, um, IRS, um, oh, not IRS, IRS regulations. Uh, 301.7701 say in essence that there are other trusts known as contract trusts and uh, they they are not taxed as normal trust are. This is not a tax avoidance or tax evasion program by any stretch of the imagination. Get that out of your mind right now. We don't do taxes. You will go to your local tax fellow that, that does your taxes normally. 
this is a very well, you know, it's not known by them. Let me point this out. It's not known by attorneys, and it's not known by tax authorities, okay? Uh, CPAs, uh, enrolled agents, although we've got them, we've got accountants, CPAs, enrolled agents, and tax attorneys that use, that do the taxes for some of our clients. They love the program. And um, the, the, the interesting thing is that um, all these people... In, the, in general, are only taught statutory law. That's why they don't know about our program. They just attorneys. They're just taught statutory law, unless you get a special constitutional attorney. Okay. Um, what did they learn from that experience? It was all dropped. Okay. We Bill Tully prepares the prepares the uh, taxes for these people, including he, he files a, a 1041 for the trust, and he files a 1040 for the individuals who have taxes. Okay, he's never had a question on any of his tax returns over that over 14 years. Um, and Boston Business Trust never heard about a Boston Business Trust, but I would bet my bottom dollar it's statutory. Okay, even the contract trust and pure trust. In every instance I've seen out there, they are not linked to the Constitution. Although people try to say they are, when they send me a copy of it or something, and I've got a lot of them saved on my computer, they're all statutory. If you see one that's created by an attorney you know it's statutory, okay, just short. Um, they didn't learn anything because they didn't have to do anything. you got to understand, and I've even had people ask me, well, Mike, have you, um, have you taken this to the, uh, have you taken this to the, uh, has it been judged in, in our courts? Guys, they don't have to be. That's, that's such a misconception. You don't have to go to court to see if you win or lose. You can go to the case law that's right out there, and we make that case law available to people in our in a lot of our um, a lot of our materials okay so we've got that you don't need to have a whether they go to court and win no they never even got to court we haven't had a client yet that's had to go to court well I take that back we've had one we've had two we've had two and they both won and uh, one they were suing one of our clients for two million dollars on a seventy five thousand dollar debt and and it was dropped okay the the, the law firm dropped it okay uh, what do you charge for this service? The cost of the STS program is forty-three fifty U.S., and it's just uh, just right around six thousand dollars Canadian because of the uh, conversion factor. And guys, talk to anybody that knows about this, like Ed Gilmore from Canada. I'm talking about in the Canadian or U.S. Either one. You go to get an attorney to set up an asset protection program for you in either Canada or the U.S. And it will cost you a minimum. They'll charge you twenty-five thousand, anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars. That's what it, those are the figures that Ed used in Canada, twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars when he was speaking at one of my seminars, one of our seminars. So, um, so it, it, this is so cheap. It's not even funny. If you don't have the forty-three fifty or the six thousand, I promise you, it's cheap. But I also promise you that if you get your tail in the ringer. And all of a sudden now, you've got to pay the least retainer I know of, even in the U.S., and it'll be at least this, if not more, in Canada, is fifteen to $25,000. So when you do have something happen to you, and you're going to have something happen to you, we all do. Uh, right now, uh, the latest statistic I read, which was a couple of years ago, said that anybody 21 at that time will have five, made, five lawsuits against them by, uh, from 21 to 65, and... At least one will be catastrophic, meaning the people have the opportunity to lose everything. With this program, 
you, we send them a letter. If you have to get an attorney, you're not on a, uh, uh, a stringent basis. The attorneys are, that, that work with our clients on a couple things, I think they charged them less than uh, because of our program. Because where they had no assets, anybody can take. And every one so far, we've had our clients have had several hundred uh, uh, cumulatively among them, and um, uh, every one has been dropped except the two. So if you have to go to court into a statutory court, you want an attorney with you, but not on a retainer basis. They've they've all been good about it and said, hey, you don't own anything. They're not going to win this. His only purpose, and I've talked to a lot of the attorneys for our clients. His only purpose there is to tell the judge you have no control. This is a non-statutory entity. It is protected by Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution of the United States. And um, I'll get into that in a little bit about these the, the workshops, the two-day workshops we're, gonna, we're going to start having every month, uh, probably at least twice a month in different cities. And um, But anyway... Guys, you don't have to you don't have to worry about attorneys in this here at all. A lot of our clients didn't even uh, get an attorney because it didn't go to court. It was just dropped. Okay, um, so that's our charges for this, and it's it's the cheapest, it's the best bargain in the U.S. or Canada. I can assure you that. We've had people that realized that and said, Mike, I do want to I do want to protect what I, I've worked for all my life, you know, and uh, they've worked. Excuse me. They went out and and borrowed the money from somebody. And I'll tell you a person that everybody knows or has heard me talk about, and many of you have met in Canada and the U.S. is Dr. Cal Streeter. When I first met Cal about six years ago, that's what he did. He listened to my seminar, and and his wife told him right then and there, "Hey, we need this." And so they went to his brother and borrowed the money and started his program the next day. Uh, do you prepare the minutes for quarterly and annual minutes? No, sir, we don't. In um, legalized, absolutely not. Everybody is so, again, everybody is so put in their place by legalese and I need an attorney. And, and we've got a couple of clients, several maybe, that are worth well over $100 million, And these people have dropped their attorneys. They don't need them now with this program. They own nothing. Somebody sues them. What are they going to get? Nothing. Okay, so, um, um, but you can get an accountant. Accountant will do all your, we don't do taxes or accounting or anything. We just protect assets, guys. You've got to, you get your accountant, and, and it's a very simple process. You've got expenditures, and you've got um, debts. So he'll keep them in line for you, very easy. Uh, most of our, we've got a lot, about 50-50, just regular clients, the people that work every day for a living, and business clients or professional clients. And they just give it to their accounting, or they keep the minutes themselves. You can get QuickBooks and keep uh, keep uh, control of your uh, um, keep control of your assets. Legalese is a much that's just a word that the uh, the attorneys put on there so that you can't understand what you're reading. Um, and I, I my partner was a, for for you specifically, sir. My partner was a. Uh, uh, an attorney 40 years and a judge 20 years. I was privy to, and I was going to school to, to become an attorney at one time and realized it's not my bag. Um, you know, you got to lie a lot. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. There's some good attorneys out there, which my partner was one. He died a couple years ago as, a, as an old man, and he uh, he was an attorney back in the days when you went out to help people. Uh, do you prepare minutes? Okay, nope. What do you charge for this service? Okay, have you had any clients sued? Yes, we have. 
and uh, uh, they've all won, okay? Haven't lost a nickel. Was the plaintiff successful? Absolutely. No, the plaintiff, no. Like our client was this, the defendant, and they were all successful. What is the most a plaintiff can get? Can't get anything. For, I mean, you can get a judgment against you, but you're not going to get any of your assets. This program is about protecting your assets. You give up ownership, and you and see, trust one, it, it helps you get ownership out of your name. You can lose everything that you own. And, and secondly, it puts you in control as the trustee, the appointed trustee. You're only an appointed trustee, okay? And that's a whole different uh, um, service. Um, uh, so they can't get any of your assets. You don't own them anymore. The trust owns them in a, in a legal binding contractual agreement that you transferred all of your assets, including your cash, including your stocks, bonds, mutual fund, gold, silver, diamonds, uh, whatever you've got, you transfer it all to the trust. And if they don't have, they would, they would have to have a reason to sue the trust, and there will never be a reason to sue the trust. They're all just sitting there in a passive position. If you have a car wreck and they're going to sue you, fine, let them sue you. Let them get a judgment against you. Hey, I, I don't, my income has been uh, assigned, just as Ted Kennedy did when he killed Mary Jo, Cap when Mary Jo Kopechny was killed. Um, my friend, we've got the most perfect program in the world with the STS program. We've got it trademarked. We've got it. We've got a um, registered copyright. Nobody's going to get this from me. Okay. Um, let's see. What did the client learn? Well, I don't know what they learned. I didn't talk to them about it. They were just ecstatic and clapping their hands and jumping up and down. How do you protect the principal funds from a frivolous, from frivolous lawsuits? The lawsuits are going to be against you as an individual, there will never be a reason that they will get sued, that the trust will get sued. There could be, I guess, somewhere along the line. But that's why we've got the, the PPSA or the UCC lien protecting all of the assets in the trust to the tune of 125% of their value. Okay? There's nothing left for anybody else. And I've had many lawyers tell me that. That, Mike, you know, what good does it do to, to sue our client got hurt by your, by this or that? And, <clears throat> and uh, what good does it do to sue? Because we're not going to get anything. Even if we win, we're not going to get anything. I said, well, you might just want to settle for the limits of their insurance policy then, won't you? And um, we've, we've helped people in that respect at least a dozen times that I know of. Um, so that's how we, you, put them in the, you put them in the trust. You do not own them. See, this is the one thing you've got to learn. You're asking all these questions, but you haven't got to the basis of it yet, which is you own nothing. Anybody can file a suit against anybody else. But if there's not a basis for that suit, they're not going to do anything. So if we've got all of your assets taken care of and protected, tra transferred to the trust as the owner, and if we also have all of your sources of income protected so that nobody can garnish any of your wages, okay, and we do that by assignment of income, exactly what Ted Kennedy did. If we do that, then you're, you're protected any way you can think about, okay? Um, oh, our clients are tickled to death with it, okay? How do you, now, the only ones that, there's a couple that are, that are not so happy with it. And you know why? Because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They didn't get the documents signed and notarized. They didn't have us um, um, go after or send a letter stating that you own nothing and the trust now owns it, of which I'm the, that's the reason I'm the 
non-voting trustee, by the way, that gives me authority to, when you're attacked, you send me the letter from the IRS, CRA, or attorney, and and I will send them a letter stating that you that you your assets were all transferred to a pure contract trust and you own nothing, and that's usually the last thing they hear from the attorney or the IRS or the CRA. Um, how do you integrate LLCs and corporations with trusts? Don't integrate corporations in both the U.S. and Canada. They have to be owned by an individual. Um, we have a we have a system, and. Um, you have been sent, I know you've been sent the uh, uh, specialized trust strategy that gives you a um, call the green book, and uh, our system works very well. It's been looked at by, I know, over 2,000 attorneys in the U.S. now, and I know a number of them, I'm getting to know a number of them in Canada, and all agree. They've come to my seminars as extreme skeptics, and they're there for one reason, to prove to me and the others there that they're smarter than I am, and this, and they probably are in a lot of areas, but not this area. They only know statutory protection. In statutory protection, they'll put you into a corporation or an LLC or a statutory trust, all of which you are the owner. And remember, there's one thing better than anything else. Anything you own can be taken from you, okay? How much do you charge for each additional entity and or subsequent trust? Well, you only need the one trust unless you've got a lot. We've got one fellow that has 11 trusts and 44, because we recommend no more than 40, uh, than four LLCs or Canadian corporations be added to the program. And um, But most people only need one. The average person or the average business person, professional or professional, they only need one trust, and maybe they'll need a few extra LLCs. Now, if they need a second trust because they've got something... One of our clients just started us. Well, we've got quite a few that have a second trust system, but they're for very specialized reasons. And we can, you know, if you have a, something like that, we can talk about it. Can we review the language of the trust before paying for the trust? You know, when Coca-Cola gives out their secret formula, I will give these out ahead of time. We've had two people already. We did that in the beginning. And uh, two people tried to copy our program. They didn't know each other, two separate people. And the unique thing is they were both attorneys. And um, we let them know in, in no uncertain terms that um, to ever again try to try to create a pure contract trust, um, we will put a stop to it. Okay, and uh, it's that simple. So that is the those are the questions, and, and that I wanted to ask you to let you know about um, about the uh, the basics of the of the. Pure contract trust through Master's Protection Group. Now, give me one second here so I can get back to my internet. Okay, in case you can't get back on, <clears throat> I, I can read the questions to you. Oh, let's see. You know, I got on the thing here, but when I press start, oh, wait a minute. No, it says log in as a guest. You know what? Give me one second, my friends, and I will. I will be back on, I think. Um, yeah, I can't. Okay, Chaplain, instead of wasting my wasting time for people that are waiting, um, I can get to start my call, but I then it gives me some goofy. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's okay. We'll start at uh, guest 14. Mom has a bank account. I have a STS program. Can I transfer her funds into the 
trust account and keep the funds separate due to the bail-in situation? Um, not really. Um, they, they, you could get yourself in the trick bag if they wanted to come after you and say, hey, wait a minute, are you trying to scam us here? They, you know, remember, guys, with computers, they'll know everything about you. They'll know it was your mom's funds, et cetera, et cetera. I would say, and this is not to sell a program or anything like that. This is to provide the utmost impenetrable protection. I would say the best thing to do would be to to start a program for your mother and um, and then have you as a trustee. Or if you've got brothers and sisters, you know, have all of you be trustees if you want, but they could be successor trustees and you could be a uh, an activated trustees and they can be appointed and, you know, activated at any time. But to start the program, I would just um, just set up a program for your mother. And, and again, we're so cheap with this. It for what it provides, you become your mother's your mother's assets become absolutely impenetrable. Um, so, I would ask you then to um, send me an email in tomorrow tomorrow um, to my email account mpgprotect at aol dot com, and just mention Mike. I'm the one that wanted to know about my mother. And um, we'll we'll have a little more a little more of a discussion. You know, what is your mother a widow? Is uh, is your mom and or is um, what's the extent of her assets, et cetera, et cetera? So send me an email with your name and uh, phone number, and we will get together on that. I'll give you a call tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Uh, does um, does IRS enrolled agents? Have also participated in the STS program? We've got, um, this is under privacy, so I'm not giving you their name, address, and phone number, although a lot of you would like to get even possibly with an IRS. No, just kidding, just kidding. For you IRS agents that are listening on the call tonight, that was just a, uh, an attempt at a joke. Um, yes, we've got three. They're not agents, they're CID. Okay, does Sherry Jackson, does... Sherry Peel Jackson know about this program. Who? Sherry. Sh Sherry Peel Jackson. She's a um, um, an IRS uh, agent that had gone to prison for failing to pay tax. Um, she's a great lady and she's um, very well known. And um, but uh, I told the gen gentleman that. Uh, she, well, I'm told the person, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, I told uh, uh, that Sherry doesn't know about this program, that, that she's doing, well, I didn't say that. Sherry does not, uh, Sherry does her own thing. That's why I told him. Yeah, that's good. And, okay. and I know D.D. and I know, um, oh, who's the guy? I can't think of it. He quit the IRS when he found out. That Joe, Joe Bannister. Yeah, Joe Bannister. And... Mm -hmm. uh, he had sent me once a, a an email saying what a program, and uh, I don't know if he's ever signed up. I, I doubt it because a lot of the former IRS people do uh, know about. But guys, we don't do taxes. That's between you and your tax professional. We just provide the program that sets you up so that you own nothing. If you do have a, a tax obligation personally, that's for you. We just let them know that you don't own nothing. You've got to respond when you get the letters. You can't just send them to us. We'll respond to the agent. But also, 
the um, uh, and we'll I'll send them a letter out and or Chappie or somebody will and we will let them know that um, that you have you you own no assets so if they want to continue on with whatever it is there's no source not even the income because we will we will assign every income but here's the point with bail-ins and everything coming in guys you've got to get um, you've got to get your program started ahead of that because now they're getting more and more um, oh what's the word I'm looking for they're getting more and more vicious I guess when it comes to collecting money they remember every country in the Western Hemisphere is bankrupt and the agents whether it's CRA or IRS or uh, whoever it be from whatever country Australia England Germany France Italy Spain not the Greeks because well I'm just I don't want to tease about that but anyway guys the um, um, that's a that's a situation whereas the um, um, the agents are going to come after people more and more and more okay and that's why even with the mother and family situations in the very beginning we used to let families come in and uh, within well, we did this for about six months and guys I'm telling oh don't worry about us we're good we're a loving family and within six months there was I think nine people that had had joined family members. It was a catastrophe. They were all um, they were all fighting with each other. Well, I've got more in there, and I didn't get enough certificates, so we stopped it right then and there. So, nope, if a person's an adult, even if you've got kids, if they're 18 and older, um, and a lot, what I was going to say earlier was a lot of these kids that come on, they are um, they are so happy. They've learned, they're, they've started to learn the rules of, of the super wealthy and how they protect what they earn how they protect what they acquire okay that's there's no better lesson in life than that and uh, how to protect yourself we can't help you with your health and everything that's where cal streeter and the other doctors uh, are there to, to teach you what what items what to eat what not to eat huh? what, what to do with exercise what not to do with exercise blah 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 but we're the only ones that can give you in total Asset privacy and impenetrable asset protection. Okay. Okay. Eagles two ask. Repeat. How keeps bail-in from bothering account? Okay. They can bail. They can. The bail-ins can bother any account in your name because you that you are a citizen of the U.S. You are a citizen of Canada. You are a citizen of Panama or Germany or Australia or England. They can take anything. Remember, when all all these countries went bankrupt, guys, um, they can. What's their collateral? Their collateral are their citizens. That's it. So they can. They can. This is just another form of tax. Of tax. If anybody wants the two articles that I've got, uh, one has Obama's picture on it, and one has uh, Eric Holderman's picture on it. If any of you want those articles, they're very ones on confiscation of assets. And ones on uh, um, bail-ins. They're, they're interesting articles, just short, short little articles. But uh, I've, we've had a lot of people already say, "Mike, could you send me the uh, um, could you send me the articles on bail-in?" That's all you have to say. We'll get it out to you. And um, uh, because it, it, it's here, it's not something in 1984, you know, um, or or what was the name, or Orwell, and. Uh, Come on, Hildy. Well, don't don't Hildy, because I can't see my screen anyway. Now, I could uh, I could sign in again, but worlds uh, with uh, Orville. Orville. Uh, uh, whatever his name is, yeah. 
think it was Orwell. Orwell. Anyway, George Orwell. You'll see it. Hildy will pop it up on the screen here in a minute. And uh, but anyway, guys, that's where we're at now. More way beyond 1984, the book 1984. We're way beyond um, um, the one um, the one where the computer took over the spaceship. We're way beyond any science fiction. Um, even the stuff of L. Ron Hubbard, um, who was a science fiction writer, he wasn't God. And um, uh, so anyway, it's it's something that that um, you've got to learn about. You can't just Set like most, what was it, 75 years ago maybe, most people um, grew up, lived their lives, and died within a 50-mile radius with very limited knowledge. The only knowledge they had basically was out of, the, uh, out of the, what they read. Um, and um, we're, we're so far beyond that, guys. It's almost, you can't almost have a thought without them already having an answer for it. Um, and if you don't accept that, more and more people are losing Everything, everything, not necessarily in their later years. They do a lot of senior citizens because they generally got a lot of assets. They were more conservative. They they held on. They paid their bills. They didn't get it, um, rack up a lot of credit, um, a lot of uh, credit, credit debt. So, uh, okay. Okay. The um, I'm going to jump down to his follow-up, uh, the Eagles 2 follow-up question. Um uh, but I want to ask, too, regarding this, since a person is considered to be a citizen, why would the trust, uh, you know, a person meaning trust, corporations, or individuals, why would a trust be protected and a citizen not be protected? Do you know? Yep, because a citizen has a birth certificate. The citizen is a live human being in, in consideration of the bail-ins, et cetera, et cetera, and the definitions. Now, there may be some, some definitions of a citizen that, you know, I've read them when I did, my, uh, when I did about four years of research on, I uh, um, ah, can't think of it right now. I haven't talked about it for so long. But anyway... A uh, citizen is a citizen of that country. That's where the birth certificates come in and work in the government's favor. Whereas a trust is a is not a citizen. Trusts are the are the oldest, but back from the um, times of old England um, when people protected themselves back in the early years of the uh, United States and things after we became a country. The, um, the corporations and stuff didn't work, but but they cannot come after a trust. <coughs> Excuse me. A trust because it is not a citizen of the country, or a corporation because it is not a citizen of the country. However, if it's a corporation and you are the uh, the creator of the corporation and the stockholder of the corporation, the stockholder is the owner, so they can take your corporation from you. Okay, if you have an LLC, you are if an attorney or, or you set it up yourself, you are the member of the LLC, and the member is the owner. Remember, the, I tell people, the first thing I ever learned was that anything you own can be taken from you. And then it just became more clear when the bail-ins became, uh, started to become about a year, year and a half ago, started to become an up-and-coming thing the governments are using. It's, it's just a bail-in and, and uh, confiscation, just other ways of taxing, taking money from the people by the government, uh, the government taking money by, from the people. And that's all it is. But a trust is not a citizen. A, uh, um, and uh, how do we uh, how do we 
get away from a corporation being the citizen. We make the trust one of your program. We make trust one the um, the stockholder, or in Canada, the shareholder. Okay, and we also now will make you the appointed director because the the trust will be the owner of the corp- Canadian corporation, and the Canadian corporation. Uh, or the trustees, rather, of the trust can appoint whoever they want. And, and who's the trustees of the trust? You. Uh, set up, you were appointed by a third-party, arm's-length, independent entity. And um, so we will now protect you also as the director of the, uh, of the corporation. And, and as an appointed individual, there's case law among case law out there that says that the trust or the corporation, rather, um, the LLC, the corporation, the trust, cannot be held liable for for um, um, things that bad things. If the, if the um, trustee or the director or the um, uh, managers of a corporation, the, 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 they cannot be held liable for issues of the trust or the corporation or the LLC and the trust corporation or LLC cannot be held liable if if the trustees, managers, or directors do any, get themselves in a trick bag, okay? Totally independent, two separate entities. That's part of the extreme power of this. You can't be sued. If you're a, a director of a corporation that you set up, of which you are the shareholder in Canada, and, and, and the trust is sued, guess what? You own the trust. They'll come after you too and take everything you own personally, or vice versa. If you're sued... They'll go directly to your corporation and take everything that's in that corporation. They they have the legal right to do it. In the U.S., it's the exact same thing. If you're if you're a uh, the member of the LLC or if you're the uh, stockholder of the uh, trust of the corporation, they'll take it. They've got the right to take it the same way because it's you, you, you. The key thing you don't want to do is own anything. The super wealthy have made themselves extremely wealthy because of that vital little rule there own nothing control everything so if you want to if you want to you know you can send me the questions and I'll make you more aware of how it's done I don't have a problem with that most of them to give you a detailed answer I will hold them until Monday's call I'll give you a short answer if you need it but I I can't spend all my time answering questions via the uh, keyboard okay tell me about it Okay, what what help is available if something should happen to you? Who do you ha- do you have in an organization that is is ongoing? Yes, we do. We've got a board of trustees. We've got some very good people on it. We've got a couple more we're going to add, uh, such as your your um, your Harold that you're here tonight, Chappie. Uh, he's already agreed to be part of the. Just a matter of getting around to it. When we when when we got thrown off track a little is when we realized through Ed Gilmore that we had to make a number of changes to 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 conform with everything in Canada, with their tax laws, with their privacy laws, of which they have very little. And the only way you really have law, the privacy and and protection in uh, in Canada is through the STS program. Otherwise. Um, and I've been informed by several people, but Ed Gilmore just kind of finalized everything that the CRA is the dominant factor in Canada. Well, again, if you've got this program and and the, your, um, your trust one or your corporation gets in the trick bag, 
Well, then, by golly, you, you're going to pay the penalty. You know, you've got to do just as you do in life. But unfortunately, there are places, and we've got clients that, that they paid their taxes every year, and I know, I'd say off the top of my head, at least 12 to 20 of them. And all of a sudden, they get a, a, a notice from the CRA that they owe a ton of money when they, they don't owe a ton of money. They seem to be even more unscrupulous and if you're not, that's fine, you know. But if you, if there, people tend, I, I don't know what to say about these agents because they, some of the things they come up with are so far off the wall that it's, uh, you know, I have I have no pro- problem taking, paying my fair share, and uh, also in that in that context, paying my taxes, uh, taking the deductions that I'm legally and lawfully allowed. We don't have our people. You're going to deal with your own tax person, but. But the night, one of the nice things about a lot of the tax people that now are working with our clients and stuff is they stay right black and white. They don't even go into the gray areas, Canadian and U.S., okay? So, um, and Ed made me fully aware of how, um, I'm not going to talk too much, I'm not going to talk anymore about the CRA. I know they probably have people listening to this call as well, the IRS. So we're not out here to, to, to connive or do anything at all. We're out here just to give the people a program that protects their assets. And even one of the IRS guys pointed out to me, he says, well, wait a minute. You're you're setting up something that's basically illegal here. You're setting up LLCs and you're setting up a, a contract trust. So he, he was one of the few that happened to know what that was. And I said, wait a minute, what are we doing? We don't do their taxes. What are we doing that is any different than what the attorneys do, tax attorneys, than what the tax professionals do, than what um, LegalZoom does. They help people set up corporations and other entities that that lean right into um, developing tax tax benefits, okay? So guys, uh, uh, that's why they're set up. People don't set up uh, corporations and LLCs for for protection purposes. They set them up because you're the owner. They set you up as the owner, the stockholder, the shareholder, the, uh, the member. I can pierce every one of them and sue you and take everything you've got. But um, they set them up for um, they set them up for tax benefits. At least that's my opinion. He he agreed with me. He agreed with me. Okay. okay. Jeff, on on TNT call today, the subject was brought up about taxes. In a trust, it was said that if there is a tax in the trust protected, wait a minute, it it was said that if there is a tax in the trust protected up to the first, and I'm not sure if he was going to go on with that or. I have no idea what they mean. If the trust does, if the trust is the. If the trust is the um, the shareholder of a Canadian corporation or the stockholder of a U.S. corporation, okay, either one. If they're they are that, and that then as a result of maybe that corporation having a profit, which goes down to the person that owns it, the corporation, which would be the trust. That trust would have a have a uh, um, a tax obligation, possibly. It's a uh, in Canada, I believe it's a T3. In uh, in the U.S., it would be a uh, um, it would be a 
Boy, I'm getting questions that I haven't answered in a long time. But anyway, if there's a tax obligation when it when it comes down, let's say for example that that um, the, the, let's say the LLC in the U.S. And this is the same as if it was a corporation in Canada. The the, corp, the LLC makes a a thousand dollar profit. Well, if you were the member of the LLC or the shareholder of the corporation or the stockholder, it won't be in that. But if you were the shareholder, um, if you were the member of the LLC then it would go to you. If you just went online and set yourself up an LLC to do your business, the taxes would be would go to the member who is you and you would have a tax obligation. And you would pay whatever the tax rate is. Okay. Now in this situation, they uh, you take all your deductions and the balance, which would be a profit, go to Trust One. And Trust One would be responsible to pay the taxes on that. And what they will do is they will Trust One in this situation pays a K-1 distribution to the uh, to the um, uh, trustees. No, yeah, no, to the uh, um, trust certificate holders that who are the beneficiaries, and then whatever is left, and, and you pay a tax as, as an investment, not as a, an income tax. Okay, different. It's an investment tax, not an income tax, and uh, two different methods. And it's it's as simple as can be. When Bill talks to a lot of these. Uh, Bill in the past has talked to uh, different uh, people. Said Mike, my or Bill, my my tax professional just doesn't have a clue how to do this. And um, Bill talks to him for ten minutes, and they say, "Oh, K one distribution, T three distribution." They they understand it almost immediately. Now Canada does have some different tax, some different laws regarding the tax deductions in Canada, but I think we've got them all worked out now. Okay. Okay. Uh, $50 million in a trust. This was this was a vice give a vice give by a very expensive law firm. Have you heard of that? What was that again? $15 million what? $50 million in a trust. In a trust. This was a this was a vice give by a very expensive law firm. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't heard of that particular case, but there's, I've, I've read so many similar cases. Of course, most people are only aware of statutory law. That's what we live by from the time we first understand, start to understand words, and it's what uh, most of us live our lives by in, in the U.S., in Canada, and every other Western civilization country. Now, lawyers are naturally, naturally going to just tell they, they want your business. They want to put that money in an account and retain a and 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 uh, receive a uh, payment every month for uh, being the trustee on those accounts. Of course, they do that. You know, and they yeah. have zero protection. They have zero protection if they are if they are the um, beneficiary. If they're the uh, the um, certificate. Well, they don't have certificate holders, but they the lawyer wants to keep control of that much money. You can, I can tell you the truth. And they we've got uh, several, as I mentioned, several companies over a hundred million. And um, um, they like the fact that they've let their attorneys go. And uh, one fellow is in his 90s, very successful person, had a junkyard in Pittsburgh, and uh, very successful. And I, I met him through his son, who's an attorney in Florida. And um, after he started his program, he said, Mike, I absolutely love this. He said, my attorney doesn't know my business. He knows the law. He doesn't know my business per se. So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to run my own business, and if I if I get in trouble somewhere, then I'll hire my attorney. Why should I keep paying him a retainer every month to do what? And the 
we've got a lot of clients that have done the same thing. They don't own anything anymore, so they're not concerned about a lawsuit, and uh, and they uh, they just um, get rid got rid of their attorneys, saved them a ton of money. Okay, what is the total that is protected by the trust? And I think that's talking about you know if money's in the bank account. You know, I guess it's the FIDC, whatever it is. FDIC, um, yeah. The um, FDIC protects the amount of, up to, I think, 250000 I don't know if Obama raised it when he raised all the taxes uh, a short time ago. But um, that's not going to change. That's the, If you keep it in that bank, you have to go by their rules. But here's what we tell people. If you've got a substantial amount of money... You you keep it. First of all, you would make that you make several accounts. If you've got a million dollars, maybe you'd put four in four different bank accounts, but not in your name. Ownership in your name is nothing but a big sloppy ego trip, guys. You the worst thing you can do is own anything in your name. Absolute worst, including cash. And we transfer. You'll set up four different accounts under the trust, and um, or you can set them up under LLCs that are owned by the trust. But you put 250000 in each one of them, different names. LLCs will have different names, different EIN numbers. Um, so they, they're all separate entities. The trust will be the owner of each of those entities, and there will be a UCC lien. So for those of you that are, that are in tonight, just to get a, a good idea of what the program does, guys, it protects every nickel. And we've got the assignment of incomes for the cash, and and we always tell our clients never you need a personal bank account because you have to buy clothes and food and personal items, but you only keep enough in that personal account to pay your monthly bills. That way, if anybody comes after you with a with a uh, a suit or something, the most they can get is just a few pennies, other than what you live on each month. Everything else is in a trust account. They don't know it's it's in a trust account. They don't know the name of the trust. They don't know the name of the LLC. They don't know anything because it is a non-recorded entity. Okay, the LLC funds protected in the same way? Yeah, well, the LLC funds, yeah, you'll put them in an LLC account. It's And, and the member of that LLC is Trust One, not linked back to you in any way, shape, or form. See, nobody can take anything from you that you don't own. If the trust owns it, they can't file a suit against you and expect to get, because um, you don't own anything in that trust. You have no ownership in the in the trust and, and the assets of the trust, and you have no control over the trustees, two things, both of which are in statutory trust. That's how they get you and take you, wipe your trust out. Okay, the wealth coaches ask, what makes you so certain that the bail-ins would only affect individuals? Why wouldn't all trusts and business accounts be included as bank assets? And and I guess you already kind of answered that question, but go ahead. The main reason is is because the the um, is because your citizenship in whatever country. If you're a citizen, you have obligations to that government. They have things they can do. They can do. They can take money out of your accounts. It's a new law that's put into been put into place. And the reason I'm certain is that I've talked to bankers about it. I've talked to uh, um, I've talked to people that have had it done to them already. And um, you know, you can. It, here's my opinion. In life, if there's two choices I have, first of all, and we talked a couple of weeks ago about the, the ability to make decisions. 
too many people make all, want to make all the decisions for their kids, okay? And I'm not going to get into that. And so when they come out into life, they know nothing about making decisions, and so they usually get themselves in a trick bag. So if you have uh, two choices, I can, I, can, I can believe what I'm hearing from somebody that has already done some research on it, or I can I not listen to them and... I haven't heard about it yet. Why would, why would I listen to this guy over here? It's your choice, my friends. You can either set yourself up the same way the super wealthy do, the same way a couple thousand people now around the U.S. and Canada and a few other countries have done, and several hundred lawsuits and nobody's lost a nickel. You can either do that or you can go on dancing, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and dancing down the yellow brick road because... Nothing's happened to you before. Nothing's going to happen to me. I know what I'm doing. I'm the. No, you don't, and neither do I. If you were to ask me to, to change, um, oh, I don't know. Get me probably, probably don't even have spark plugs anymore. But if you'd ask me to change the oil in your car, I couldn't do it anymore. But if you ask me, and because I don't know, you you probably know a ton more than I do. Uh, any of you about other things, baking a cake, um, um, different things with the kids, with the family. I wouldn't know it, but I do know asset protection, the only impenetrable asset protection in the world that that I've researched for 21 years now. And I've talked to people far smarter than myself who've given me their knowledge. And I've got I've had a partner that was an attorney and a judge and he uh he was amazed. He had our program. He said, I was never taught this in any of the, uh, any of the classes I went to to become an attorney. He said, I was never taught this. But he had our, as soon as we got the cases, I got the cases researched and down pat. So that's the reason. It's just simple knowing the facts. It's simply knowing the facts. And that's what I do every Monday here. I, I, when the questions come out, I give you the reasons why this? Why what I'm telling you is factual? I can back up everything I say with case law, with uh, documents uh, like the bail-ins and the confiscation. That's been out there for confiscation's been out there for ages, you know, but um, probably 20 years now. People have been losing their assets for one reason or another. Most of them trumped up uh, because the person that takes their assets uh, gets, usually gets a. In, in most states in the U.S., they may usually get a piece of the action. And that's one of the reasons we we create our programs through Indiana, um, because Indiana's got some of the most. First of all, they operate in the black. Secondly, they have some powerful um, privacy laws, and and thirdly, that's where our home office is. So, okay. Okay, uh, guest four wants to know: Would transfer docs be needed for uh, from LLC one to trust number one for current currency exchange? Will LLC docs be read that one more time? Yeah, would would transfer docs be needed uh, for L, uh, from LLC one to trust number one for currency exchange? No, trust number one is now. I'm assuming you mean the LLC that is is created when the uh, when the STS program is created. Okay, they're automatically. The member is automatically of LLC One, Trust One. Trust One owns everything, including everything that's in the LLC. Now, 
after giving it a lot of thought and doing a lot of research, all of my money on the exchange, on the RV or whatever other investments I've got to fund will go into my trust. First, it's not recorded anywhere. In LLC, you can, once you get the name, you can go online and see who the, uh, who the member is, what assets are in it, blah, 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 right to know uh, law, okay? But the trust, they can't do that. It's, it's very private. It's not been recorded anywhere. So all of my funds from anything that ever funds or RVs or whatever, all of my funds go into Trust One. And from there, I can distribute it to the various LLCs based on what amount they need because the trust owns and is the member of the LLC. Now, let me state something here, too. Guys, when you're, when you're just learning about this, if you've only been on a number of calls, it's 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 not complicated at all. The only thing different between your life as it is pre uh, pre uh, uh, STS and your life after you started the STS is a couple is two different two two more bank accounts. One for the trust, one for the LLC or the corporation. Now, with that in mind, I, I give you a lot of information on on detailed answers to that you have to assimilate, okay, and put together. The way you really start to learn about the program is to get your program started. If you say, hey, that makes sense to me, I can back up everything I say with case law, and we haven't lost anything yet, but, but you've got to work, start working with it every day. You've got to start living your life in this manner so that you've protected what you've got for estate planning purposes. Okay, And, and the more you work with the trust and with the LLCs, if you want to get rental houses, in the U.S., rental properties, you, you create another, an additional LLC. In Canada, you create an additional corporation. But both are owned by your trust one, whether it's U.S. or Canada, okay? So, but you've got you've to start it. So when, you know, right now, everybody that doesn't have a program, their neck is on the block. And somebody's finger is already on the guillotine, ready to push that button and, and that blade comes down and snap, you're done. And there's so many stories in Canada and the U.S. both about people who were just living normal lives and thought they were okay, and bang. They get it just about into their senior years, and now they're living with their kids again because all of their assets have been taken. And I can assure you, for the most part, the attorneys and the tax authority agents that you work with, they, I don't care how nice they are to you, I don't care how they smile and ask about, how's your grandmother doing, and blah, 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 they have one purpose to take what you've got. That's their purpose. And it, I, with all the, with all the um, um, cases I've read, IRS, CRA, um, lawsuits, guys, I would, I would behoove anybody to argue with me on that. Okay? Okay. Now, I, I see the question I couldn't finish the other time. I forgot about you can't do a paragraph in, in the chat with... Uh, with talk show. So the whole question is, on TNT call today, the subject was brought up about taxes in a trust. It was said that if there is a tax in the trust protected up to the first 50 million in a trust, this was advice given by a very expensive law firm. Have you heard of that? So I guess the main question is, can you can you keep fifty million or more in a trust? I have never heard anything remotely close to that. Um, 
Now, a trust would have to go according. It's a, according to the the bank. Now, I know you go off offshore and you get some of, one of the top ten world banks. They protect you dollar for dollar. U.S. We're all regulated by the FDIC and every and blah blah blah. And it's regulation, regulation, regulation. It's killing this country and maybe tang- uh, I know it is in Canada. And um, so, and mm-hmm. it's very expensive law firm guys. I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue when I say this, but the the, the law firm that um, was the most expensive on that one that was suing our client for $2 million, they were the, supposedly the most aggressive, most expensive law firm in Minnesota. And by the time we finished with him, mainly Bill Tully, not myself. Bill Tully is a phenomenal individual. And um, by the time he finished with them, they were almost begging our client. He owed originally $75,000. And they didn't settle for $2 million. They didn't settle for a million. They didn't settle for 500000 They didn't settle for 100000 They settled for 75000 out of the $2 million and gave him three years to pay, gave our client three years to pay. And they were almost begging him to take the deal. And he said, yeah, he says, something like that. How can I not? He said, I was going to pay the guy back anyway, but he had to go get a big law firm, and he got nothing out of it. I'm not impressed by a, a, a big law firm. I sat in, in Los Angeles with about nine or ten members around the oval table of this law firm, including the primary uh, partner. Well, he wasn't even a partner. It was his law firm. He didn't. I guess he had a couple uh, junior partners or whatever. But anyway, I presented the program, and, and he asked his people. I answered every question, and... Um, when we were walking out, he was just amazed by the program. And uh, when we were walking out, he uh, he says, "Hey, you got a few minutes to come up to my my uh, office and and talk to me more about this." And he's a client now. But um, guys, the, you got to remember, any professional, which is an attorney, an accountant, or or tax professional. Um, bankers are on the lower end. They they they're just they try to be much smarter than they really are. And um, but anyway, the the um, and I don't care if that's U.S. bankers or Canadian bankers. They try to they don't know diddly about about um, impenetrable asset protection. All they know is the statutory, and and they put their clients in there, and their clients are thanking them and thinking, man, this guy did me a good job. He doesn't know any better either. But And then when something bad happens, they lose everything. I've read case after case after case like that. So because somebody charges a lot of money and they throw, away, throw their chest out and say, I'm an attorney. Well, I've taught attorneys a lot, okay, in certain areas, just my area, asset protection, things they've never had a clue about. They're in statutory. If statutory, there is no protection. So, Okay. Okay. It says, uh, let's see, I don't know if this is a question or a statement. Bail-ins not related to liability, the ownership, but on the percentage of deposits held by each account holder, person, corp, trust. Please expound. Um, I don't know that much about bail-ins. All I know is what I talked to. I'm I'm looking up more information on it and talking to more people, obviously. But I don't know about this percentage thing. And, guys, what does it matter? What does it matter? If they're going to take your money out and you can't get it back, and there's a video right now that we've got about a guy that lost 
They took a hundred and they, they shut his business down. They ruined him. He worked all these years. And chap, that's got a how many more questions you got? Uh, less less than a thousand. You're okay. No, I, I I got about three or four. I put down down there. Stop questions. Uh, and let's see if we can finish what we got. So we we got about four questions left. About six or eight on the um, from the emails that I told, promised I would get to them. So I'm going to I'm going to hold over tonight for any of you that want to stay on the call because we've got some very good questions here. So okay, go ahead. Quick okay, in filing the UCC lien, what is the CTO in box B? CTO used to be one of the entity um, acronyms we use for contract trust organization. So we just took them off there. It's it's just a private contract now. It used to be on there with. Somebody that I've seen, I like the idea of it, but we've we've changed MPG to um, we've changed our trust. Okay. Okay. Aggravated said uh, the advice given uh, the first fifty million in a trust not taxed, and it seems to me I I kind of remember something like that, but I'm I think it all depends what kind of trust it is. So. Yeah, and and don't. Um, I, I can't quote on that. Be, I can't answer that only because I don't know. And secondly, I don't have the authority to give tax advice by any stretch of the imagination. But some of the simple stuff, I can, I can, and for the average, you know, not 50 million, for the average working person or business or professional, I can, I can respond with what I've learned over the 21 years from the tax uh, people that I've worked with and talked with and everything. So confirmation-wise, there is no limit on a UCC dollar-wise. Correct. Okay. Do you say, wait a minute. Okay. Did you say you can set up more than one bank account in a trust? Yes, of course, yeah. Not of course, I didn't mean it that way, but uh, with my steel erection company in Chicago, I had several bank accounts just for that Um Corporation. I had one for payroll. I had one for unions. I had one for tools and equipment. I had one for union benefits. You know, you can you can set up more than one bank account for this for the trust or the uh, LLCs. Okay. Can I put my house on a PPSA lien or just personal property? I heard you can't. No, you can't. That's absolutely right. You cannot do it, but. That's where we uh, encourage people, and a lot of our clients have started corporations, and uh, the corporation can own real property, and then the corporation, the shareholder, becomes trust one, so now, in a roundabout way, the trust owns the house, and we put a PPSA lien on it, and we also put a UCC lien on it, and we reference the UCC lien in the PPSA lien, so they know that there's a UPU... UCC lien is the most powerful lien in the, in the world, bar none. And all countries have it now. But the uh, um, again, if you want the new forms, the, the new forms that we just received, if you want those for the UCC, um, just send me an email. Say, Mike, at mpgprotect at aol.com. It's right at the top of the flyer you received for tonight's call. And um, and we'll get, it, we'll get it out to you. I should have it back from the attorney tomorrow. Okay, and um, so let's see. Uh, so if that's the case, how do I place a lien on my house with the STS program? You just told them. 
Uh, no more questions. Okay, we're down to like two more questions. Okay, by uh, the way, that was... When in Canada, you make reference to setting up a corp. In the U.S., you say LLC. Okay, yeah. The LLC is, is recognizing Canada in, within the... Uh, um, one sec. Within the uh, Protocol Treaty of 2007... It states that it's a legal U.S. entity, blah, 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 accepted in Canada. The problem is most of the people don't have a clue. The bankers surely don't. And so then they get into that new law that, that's been put out under International Monetary Fund and Obama and everybody else that, that uh, for Canadians or any, anybody else that uh, if you're dealing with both uh, U.S. taxes and Canadian taxes, let's say you have to sign this form. And it's nothing but a form that, uh, you'll file taxes, but you're not going to ever file taxes. That's why we've changed it, and um, there will never be the LLC will never be noted in Canada. Although your trust one is going to be a Canadian domicile trust, you don't mention to anybody. The trust is a private entity. You don't have to tell people what it does, what it has, what it owns, what it does. You don't. You never tell anybody about your trust one. If a lawyer asks you or something, you say, "Hey, you got to talk to the trustee." If the banker asks you, hey, you got to talk to the trustee, because it's a Canadian domicile trust. It doesn't have, doesn't, shouldn't even be fiddling with the uh, NAFTA thing. But the bankers don't know, and they get all uppity up. And, and until I tell them, hey, come on, are you really this stupid, or are you just trying to impress me? Which is it? And I don't get that belligerent, but once in a while I have. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's. What was the question again? Um, are you going to have a good night? No, it's, uh, when in Canada, you make reference, yeah, I explained what that was. The LLC is a U.S. entity. You don't have to let anybody know about that. If you want a separate entity to, to, for property and this and that, you'll create a Canadian corporation for your business. And if you do have a Canadian corporation in a business corporation in Canada, we can, we can transfer the uh, the uh, shareholder to be trust one, and the directors to be appointed, and now you're 100% protected and you're in good shape. Okay, uh, guess four. I'm sorry, I can't open the uh, uh, the phone because uh, Mike has to do that from the control board. So um, guess four. Uh, send me your question. Type it in and send it to me, and we'll. I'll either give you the quick answer back or we'll, I'll answer it in detail next week, by all means. I don't want to miss anybody. I didn't uh, guess for It was uh, um, SW, uh, Southwest Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I apologize for that. Yeah. Um, my computer was my mistake, my fault. So I've got some questions here that I'm going to answer through. I've got about six or seven of them. Hi, Mike. Do I fill in Schedule A, real property transfer, to put my house in the trust? Um, you can for your purposes, but if you if you want to put your quick claim deed, your house to the trust, or this or that, now it'll depend on if you're if you're in the U.S. or Canada. I filled out B1. Not sure about A1. Just as long as you've got B1 for right now and you're in the U.S., you're good. Okay. If you're in Canada, uh, B1 is useless. I was just informed uh, a couple of weeks ago by Ed Gilmore at the uh, uh, when we spent the day together before the seminar that that you don't have equity in your property in Canada. You, it's a it's a chattel or chattel or whatever it is. 
I know what it is, but, I, but anyway, no, it's not equity. So you can't split equity, and they don't. You don't have a legal title and an equitable title. It's all one. So you you have to just put it the whole thing into a corporation, and that's how you would get it under the protection of the of the um, STS program. So if you got B1 and you're in the U.S., that's good. If you got B1 and you're in Canada, it doesn't really make any difference because they don't have equity anymore. But we're working. I'm still working and reading cases and trying to, to get that to where you can, some way or another, split those two items, the, the legal title and the uh, chattel. I think that's what he called it, a chattel. Uh, when you are doing your call on Monday, can you please ad address why you use the person's Social Security number to obtain the EIN for Trust One? Yes, I can. I, we used to be able, about three years ago, or three to five years ago, we used to be able to get as many... EINs as we wanted under the name of our creator. Nobody ever questioned it. And then the IRS got tired of that, I guess, so they said that you can only get five EINs under one person's name. Well, that put us at a handicap, and then they dropped that about within six months, they dropped that down to one. We could only get one, so that's when we had to go. Now, let me say this first. The, the, the uh, Social Security number or the SIN don't even think that that protects you from anything. I, would, I give my Social Security number to anybody that wants it because I can get anybody's Social Security number in three minutes on the Internet. Um, it's not. It used to be for protective purposes, for privacy purposes, rather. It's not anymore. Anybody can get, your, get it from you, okay? So I'm not concerned about my Social Security number. And not only that, I'm not concerned because I'm only an appointed trustee. I'm only an appointed manager. I'm only an appointed administrator. They can't come after me for anything that happens to the trust. or for, They can't come after the trust for anything I do wrong, a car accident or whatever. So that's why we uh, we need it now to get you your program because we can only get one under under your name. You know, if you're in Canada, we use one of our creators uh, because they won't give you one with an SIN. Uh, they will, but you have to go through a whole song and dance, okay? Question, UCC county level filing, would I, would I copy the already filed federal UCC1 document? No. Um, and take it to the county clerk? No, you don't. Um, matter of fact, we're going to start, um, I'm looking in right now to us doing all the UCC1 um, liens uh, right, from, right from the Indiana, Crown Point, Indiana address, okay, um, for your particular trust. So... Um, put the lien on uh, on your property. So, um, as you know, I have filed a UCC document in favor of Trust 2. Yes, all liens are filed by Trust 2, um, PPSA or um, uh, in the U.S., the uh, UCC liens. Okay, is there any need to file a UCC lien against blah, 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 foreign currency was purchased? No, nope, you just keep them. You'll be fine if you if we have to. If you feel you want to spend a couple of extra bucks, and it's very cheap, thirty-six fifty or thirty-two something, go ahead and file one against strictly from trust you against your LLC if you want. Doesn't hurt to have a little extra protection out there, my friends. Let's see. Person gives company stock to STS as part of his assets. Person gives company stock as part of his assets. Is this a gift that goes to lifetime gift allowance, and thus taxable? After stock is after stock and STS system, is there a desire to give some to beneficiaries? Well, the beneficiaries get whatever in the in the trust one. Okay, whatever the trust one or the LLC or the corporation owns, those those 
trust certificate holders, the trust owns everything, even if they're in an LLC or a corporation. So the uh, the trust gets its part of it, okay? Um, after st- or is it passed through? So once, if you want to put some in there, you can do it, but it has to be done right in the beginning. Other than that, you know, if you're going to gift anything, I, I would never, 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 never gift anything um, because the government knows everything then, what you're gifting, who you're gifting it to, who's got what, what's got who. Start an STS program for that person or have them start one and then, then just transfer it as your consideration uh, into that program. Very private. The government doesn't even know that the stocks have been transferred. And that may be one that I'll do a, uh, I'll do a call on next week. Okay. Uh, do I fill in Schedule um, A1, Real Property Transfer, to put my house in the trust one? You can do that. That's just for your records is all A1 is. I filled in B1 equity, but not about A1. Would appreciate if you could go through blah, blah, blah. All the following. PPSA, need to know how the debtor is trust two. No, need to know who the debtor is, trust two. Trust two is always the one that files the liens. That's its own pur- only purpose. And who is the secured party? The secured party is your trust two. And that's the one where if you're in Canada, I've said you should get an alternate address for trust two because if you show yourself as the debtor with your home address and then you show trust two as the secured party with your home address it's going to look fishy to them pick up a p.o box a u.s uh, post parcel whatever it is get some something as an as an alternate address for your trust two okay um who's a secured party? do i list both my wife and i as debtors yes you do or is trust one the debtor? Nope. You are the debtor. Okay? You are the ultimate beneficiary of this whole program. Even if everything is dissolved, everything will go to you. But there will probably be tax consequences for for um, for that. Can I list my residence real property as well as personal property? Yes. I was I was told I can't register real property on a PPSA. That's true, and I just mentioned you have to start a corporation. Uh, what is the quick claim deed? Quick claim deed is where you, it's not a sale, but you can quick claim and it costs much less, at least in the U.S. it does, to transfer a piece of property into another name that way, okay? And in Canada, they've got quick claim deeds as well. If I file A1 and B1 forms, is my property totally protected? No, A1 and B1 forms are not what protect your, your totally protect your property. It's the liens you put against the property that totally protects it because now your property is actually going to be protected for more, 125% more than the value you listed on the liens. Okay, that's going to include the additional 25%. That's what makes it impenetrable because impenetrable because if you're if you filed your lien first, and that's one of the major reasons to get your program started. So when you file the lien, you're in priority position. Not even the CRA. CRA is a is an unsecured debt unsecured my friends I just learned that several weeks ago when I was listening to a Deloitte speaker in Regina Saskatchewan it's an unsecured debt they have no more right to your property or your money if you unless they get in first you let them get in first and put a lien on then they can argue with you about it okay okay here's a few more can you explain how the LLC works in Canada do I have to open a bank account you don't want to really open anything for the LLC 
Um, if you're going to have a need for it, it's just a holding entity. You can open a bank account. We've got a lot of Canadians that have opened a bank account for the LLC, and you have the right to do that. You just go down to your bank. We've got a uh, um, we've got a form for the LLC. Uh, once you get your program started, you let me know, and we'll get you. You'll, you'll get all the forms with it. So um, it'll, it'll work just like anything else. It's a business account, okay? If the trust expires in 25 years, what then? The trustees have the authority to extend it for another 25 years. Okay, you don't have to wait till the very end. You can do it at at 24 years and six months. You can do it at 23 years if you want, but you can extend it for another at least another 25 years. The administrative agreement for Trust One is for a five-year period. What has to be done after that? Um, you just fill out another one. We've got blank ones in your in the documents you get with your trust. They're on the CD, and you fill out another administrative agreement, put the correct dates in, file it, and and so it's all over. You've got it done. Once trust one is set up and funded, can you add or dispose of assets, stock, mutual funds, patent investments, etc.? Yes, you can. Just like an LLC or uh, anything else, it's um, you put your assets, your tr- uh, your property, and your stocks, mutual funds into an LLC. That's uh, that's one of them that would need uh, you protect it through Schedule B four, depending on whether or not it's a recorded entity. But yeah. LLCs, corporations, they're always buying and selling different assets. Uh You'll never purchase anything again other than personal um, without using the LLC or the trust. When you purchase, but the key is, again, guys, once you start your program, you've got to come on these calls for three months. At the end of three months, you'll have such a good understanding, I can promise you that, with the talking points and all the good questions that come in. Uh, if you add or sell assets, do you have to do any changes to the UCC lien as the value of the trust will have changed? Yeah, it'll, the assets will probably appreciate or whatever. You just keep a working list of, uh, of what you, what's been sold, and you keep a list of what's, uh, what's been purchased. You don't have to put an immediate value on those, only if you want to re- redo or amend the, the lien to protect if it's worth more. Okay, if it's not worth more, just leave it where it's at. <laughs> In my STS package, there is a letter from the IRS concerning my trust one and an EIN number and a form 1041 that apparently I have to send them by March 15th. Do I really have to do anything with this? Well, send me a copy. See, that's when I tell people if you re- all the time, if you receive something, send me a copy of it. I don't have a clue what you're talking about here, what the letter says, um, um, and an EIN number and a form 1041 that apparently has. Oh, 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 oh. In my STS package, there's a letter from the IRS. You don't do anything with that. You just keep that. You don't ever talk to the IRS. You can't talk to the IRS. You can't talk to the CRA. You have to refer them to me as the trustee. I talk. So many people have got themselves in a trick bag by answering the questions that the agent asks them. You never, ever. Matter of fact, Ed Gilmore says if you ever touch the touch uh, ask, answer any questions, talk to the CRA. He, it's a ten thousand dollar fine, and he will no longer represent you. And he is one hundred percent correct. Sometimes, guys, you don't know the laws. You you've gotten you you've made it so much more difficult for me and for Ed Gilmore and for Bill Tully and everybody else. You just tell him, hey, I don't know anything about it. I've signed a non disclosure agreement, um, and um, 
you have to talk to this person. You give them my name and uh, my email address. No phone numbers. No phone numbers. I don't want to talk to these clowns. And uh, But I will answer them with an email. Concerning Trust 2 Trust Certificate, there is only a place to sign for one manager, which has my wife's name. Yes, because she's the, the Trust 2, she's signing on behalf of the LLC, which is actually the uh, the creator. Uh, in tr- the LLC is actually the contractor of Trust 2. You only need one manager on there. We'll put whichever one you have on the first place, okay? If, if her name's first, she'll be signing there. If your name is first, you'll be signing there. There's only a place to sign for one manager. Okay. Last one. Question. UCC county filing. Would, would a copy would or, the copy already file with the federal document and take this to the county clerk? No. Do the new one. Don't even get into that filing because they don't even have that available anymore, okay? So just uh, request a new um, request a new um, program, a new UCC rather with the addendum and the UCC3, and we'll send them out to you, blank and an example. Okay? I got one question. Okay. Uh, One statement and one question. Um, I just want to clarify for uh, Portal Guide 10. On Section B of the UCC lien, do we put trust number two mailing address here? And the mailing address for trust number two is Master Protection Group. Is that correct? If it's in the U.S., as I mentioned just a little bit ago, if it's in Canada, you've got to get an alternate address, a P.O. box or something for trust two, and then you put that address for the secured party um, as trust two, okay? We don't want both of them going to your house because they immediately they say, hey, what the heck, um, it's the address for the trust, and it's address for trust two as well. Blah blah blah. Okay, and we'll wind it up with with uh, Hildy has a question. Couldn't leave without a, uh, answering her question. Schedule B. What in Canada for a house? Schedule B one. You mean? I don't know. She it just has Schedule B. What? In Canada for a house. But in Canada for a house. Okay. I'm just going to give, Hildy, I'm not positive what you mean by that. But the Schedule Bs, we've got B1, and that's the only one that really refers to uh, real property. And that's Okay, what, I guess that's what she's asking. Which schedule for house? Okay. Yeah, schedule B is really... It's not appropriate in Canada because you have no equity in your real property. And um, and Schedule A, you can use that. But again, that's just for your records is all. Here's what you've got to do to protect your house. You've got to put it, you've got to create a corporation, an Alberta corporation, and then um, you've got to transfer your house into that corporation. Now, The problem with that, that we don't have in the U.S., is that you've got to pay transfer taxes. That starts at one-half percent, and it works up to, I think, a percent and a half. And um, it can be a little, it could be several thousand dollars. Now, the transfer taxes have been paid, okay? So they don't have to be paid again. The the corporation will pay that tax, but guys, you can, you know... It is the most solid way to protect your house. Is it an expense? Yes, it is. 
And uh, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. As Ed said, you don't uh, um, you don't have to. Um, uh, they, CRA will not take your property. They can't. They're not a real estate company, and several other reasons. Now you can you can disagree with that if you want, but for right now, he's um, there's a lot of very good tax people I've met in Canada, and they consider Ed the guru. Some people have had their problems with him. It wasn't with his tax knowledge, though, because he is brilliant. He can he can work you out of things that he just thought when I was up there a couple of weeks ago and just having lunch with with him. He uh, he amazed me with the things that he can work around the Canadian tax laws. All legal, all 100% black and white, but he knows tricks that the average person, does. I've even mentioned it to others, and they said, wow, that's brilliant. And... Uh, so anyway, but you've got to move your house into a corporation and pay, I'm assuming you have to pay on demand, you know, when you do it, pay the transfer tax. And now the trust, or excuse me, the house is totally owned by the corporation, which is totally owned by Trust One. So if anybody comes at your house is totally out of your name, anybody sues you for anything, you don't own anything. Okay, that's the and, and it's very good. I mean, I know it's expensive, but still, it's cheaper than if you even went out and got an attorney to fight the CRA. You're going to pay. Okay, more. last question, and this yeah. is it. Really? Any reason ask- why Canadians couldn't use the Indiana, Indiana address for the UCC liens? The reason is um, we're going to use. We're going to use the Indiana address for the UCC lien, okay, for Canadians. That's what we're working on now. Make sure it'll, it'll be all right. However, real property, real property is different in Canada. You, you, they, they won't accept that UCC lien on a on real property because of the laws in Canada for transferring property. You can't transfer your real property to the UCC. It's just a lien. That's all it is. And and when it got to Canada, they could. We feel certain. Ed feels certain that it would just be blown away. It it disallow it. So there's only the one. If they had equity, it'd be a whole different story. Just like in the U.S. You, if but they don't have split title in Canada. You don't have legal title, which who the owner is, and and also equitable title, which is what the value of the property is. Which I always say, give me the equitable. Legal title is who has. Who owns this phone that I'm I'm holding in my hand? Equitable title is who owns the value. People can can exchange or assign the equity of their property. Okay, in the U.S., you can't do that with real property in in Canada. We're believe me, hey, we haven't stopped yet. Um, people ask us, well, what does that what does that um, uh, renewal fee amount to? And um, guys, unfortunately, we're going to have to be dropping some people off the off the mark because we haven't. And it costs us money every year. But they ask me, what's that for? And th- these are some of the things it's for. You know, all the questions I've answered tonight for an hour and a half, you go to an attorney that charges you 250 to 450 an hour just for you, and um, you're going to spend, you would you would have spent a lot of money on tonight's calls. When you send me emails and I answer, answer them, you would have spent a lot of money with an attorney. And some people send, send questions in every week, which is fine. I love answering. I love helping you with this. But all I'm saying is that $385, I've, I've received a number of letters. Say, Mike, what's that for? And also, the Monday night call is for all the different things we do to help you with your UCC liens and all this and that. 
So, so please help us as well. If you haven't paid it yet, at least, at least do a little bit of a, uh, um, um, you know, help us a little bit. And if you can send, uh, um, get it paid as soon as you can, so that we can get our bills all paid. So, lastly, let me finish the call tonight with this. Any of you that are ready to start your program, you realize what's happening right under your nose, guys, and you say, "Hey, I got to get my program started before." Once you're in a trick bag, we can't help you. Okay. So we got to get you in priority position. So just send me an email at mpgprotect at aol.com, mpgprotect at aol.com, and say, Mike, would you please send me a, a, um, an application for the STS program? And the minute we receive that application back for you, that moment, according to the date and the time on the email or the, or the um, uh, fax, your assets are protected from that instant, okay? So with that, Chap, thanks a million for your help tonight. Couldn't have done it without you. And um, I appreciate you, brother. And everybody else has come on. God bless each one of you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing me to help you, if there's anybody still on, because I can't see. <laughs> yeah, there anyway. is. Okay, good. Thanks, guys. I hope it was helpful to you again once again tonight. Don't hesitate to send me an email. I'll send give you the the quick answer, that the, when you call me and ask me questions on the phone, those are the hardest ones for me to get with. My box is filled up in a hurry. Um, send me an email. I can read that if I'm in a meeting or something while somebody else is talking and, and many times even get a, a quick answer, a short answer right back to you off my phone, So, um, whereas I can't answer the phone. So, guys, have a wonderful week. God bless each one of you. we got St. Patrick's Day coming up for you Irishmen in the U.S. and you Irish Irish ones in Canada and Ireland and everywhere else. And uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful, safe week. And uh, um, those that um, have any questions, send them in to me, and I'll see you next Monday, same time, same place. Good night, Mom and Dad. Good night to all of you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.